Share Care, helping you find experts, the top minds in health and medicine. It's Share Care Radio with Dr. Daria Long Gillespie on RadioMD.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is Dr. Daria. Now, if you listen to our prior segment, we just discussed the concept of wealth, W-E-L-L-T-H, with the founder and CEO of Mind Body Green, Jason Wachub. But now I want to shift that a little bit to that taking that wealth and that mindfulness lifestyle and bring it into the workplace. Now, to do that, I've brought on a woman who's made mindfulness her life's work. She's a neurologist, and she's also certified in integrative medicine, meaning she's able to bring the best of Eastern and Western medicine to all of us. And, and she created the Mindset Matters program. It's based on neuroscience, positive psychology, and mindfulness to help everybody with their stress-based conditions that I don't know you, but if you're like me, we got a lot of that stress around here. So welcome, Dr. Romy Mushtak. So glad to have you. Oh, Dr. Daria, it is an honor to be on your show with you today. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I was so impressed you know, with your background. Now, you were on the, you know, the fast-paced career path. You were a neurologist, but I see that you, you had this moment of kind of career burnout, and you even required life-saving surgery. So you know, what happened? What was that pivotal point? Oh, Daria, thank you for asking. You know, I was running 100 miles an hour, just like probably every one of your listeners mm-hmm. right now, in a fast-paced career in neurology. My subspecialty was epilepsy. That meant no sleep. And I know that is not unique to either one of us. Mm-mm, and no. a little bit of what was happening along the way was I was having difficulty swallowing. And the doctors mm-hmm. kept writing it off as, oh, your type A personality in academic medicine, you've just got a heartburn. And I knew something was wrong. And years go by and it progressively gets worse. I can't swallow. And I'm waking up in the middle of the night choking on my own saliva and vomit. Yes. And so, you know, it had to progress this bad. And I get diagnosed with a really rare condition. And you know, Dr. Daria, it's achalasia. But Mm -hmm. the thing that perplexed all the doctors, I went to three different academic centers before I had surgery, was why was I so young and my case the most severe they had ever seen? And what we knew was a combination of you have an underlying, you know, uh, health issue, and then Mm -hmm. you don't know how to manage your stress on top of it. And it's like, you know, throwing a match in a forest. It just sets your body on fire and your body, your mind, your spirit just shuts down. And, you know, if anybody else there is listening and you're in the middle of some life, you know, altering disease or, or job loss or divorce, those are those moments that... I think, come along in our life, not to punish us, but to make us stop and pause and really think. You're right, because so often it takes something like that to make us stop. Because like you mentioned, you're going 100 miles an hour and nothing's going to derail you off that track, but something severely life-changing like that. You know, and and so many of us, and and this is where I was, and, and, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit it, though, you know, I wish I had realized this earlier. I just kept chasing that next big thing that mm-hmm. next big research grant, that next new pair of designer high heel shoes, you know, right. um, yes. where were my boyfriend and I were going to go on vacation next. There uh-huh. was always something next rather than being present. Uh-huh, exactly. Because I know I confess myself, we think that that next thing is going to make it better. If I just yes. reach that Our, next point. Yes, I'll be happy. I'll mm-hmm. have joy. No, we never do. When we keep putting our attachment of our our happiness, our joy, our purpose on external circumstances mm-hmm. will be chasing for the rest of our lives. It's so true. So, but yet so hard, which is why all of us require these points where our body literally stops us. So, so what did you end, us do, end up doing at that point? 
at that point, you know, after I had surgery and, you know, there was some Barrett's esophagus, which is precancerous, and, and you mm-hmm. know, I give a shout out to the amazing cardiothoracic surgery team at University of Washington, Seattle. This is five years ago. I realized mm-hmm. that I needed to change something in my life, but I had no clue what that was. And mm-hmm. the only hint I had, Dario, was that whenever I was doing yoga or meditating, I would begin to feel calm. The chest pain I was having pre and post operatively would go away, and I would mm-hmm. actually start feeling happy. So I started to travel the world, um, learning mm-hmm. various forms of yoga, mindfulness meditation, mantra meditation, talking to different spiritual teachers in different religions, understanding. How is it that in Western medicine and our Western lifestyles in the workplace, we become disconnected from spirit, and mm-hmm. then these external forces of stress just invade us and make us sick? And I don't need to tell mm-hmm. you as a fellow colleague, but you know our listeners out there that 80% of what ends up in an outpatient doctor's office is due to stress-based illnesses. You know, mm-hmm. my clients that come to me now, depression, anxiety, insomnia, I hate my job, career burnout, all has to do with the fact that we're not managing our stress. You are so, so right. So much of our health is de- uh, is based on the stress. And like we were talking about in the last interview, it's uh, and what you said yourself, it's not that after that next step, my stress is going to be lower. It is, the, yeah. the true solution is how do I learn to manage it? Because stress will always be there. We can't control yeah. that, but Correct. learning to and, manage and, it. And, and, you know, where I bring my unique background as a brain doctor and someone that intimately understands how the brain works and neuropsychology is how can I rewire my brain mm-hmm. not to explode on fire in a pit of stress every time an external circumstance happens that I can't control? Because Daria, Have you been you listening to my brain? I mean, explode in a pit a of fire. You just described me. <laughs> I, you, you've been spying on me. So. You're not alone. And here's a confession. I teach this for a living, and I still have those moments, you know, <sighs> managing a international speaking career, a grown mm-hmm. media presence, my part-time practice. Stress will always be there. It's just mm-hmm. how do I rewire my brain to remain calm and happy no matter what is happening mm-hmm. around me? Yes. Yeah, so tell us. I mean, I love your background to me is amazing because you you're a, a, a neurologist from a top institution, and you also yes. bring this Eastern medicine. So how can we rewire our brain? So the first step, and I break this down in my program that I teach to you know Fortune 500 companies around the country and associations. The first step is you have to step away and refuel. And this is what I call the self care is self compassion phase. Mm-hmm. And everybody listening is like. Oh, really? I don't have time in the morning, Romy, to journal or to do this. I'm running around with the kids. All I ask for is 20 minutes in the day. 20 Mm -hmm. minutes, shut off the digital devices and do something that calms the senses, sight, taste, sound, touch. So get in the hot shower for 20 minutes, listen to calming music, because when we are calming our senses down. It's leading to that airport traffic control center in the brain that's yelling, fire, stress. And it's instead saying, cool down, calm down. All Mm -hmm. is okay here at the airport Mm -hmm. in your brain. And, you know, that is the trick. So the first step, because this is the mistake a lot of people who come to me make it. They're like, I'm really stressed and I tried to meditate and I couldn't calm down. It made me more agitated. And (laughs) if you didn't do the self-compassion phase first. And, you know, just a reminder to your listeners, Daria, is that self-care is not selfish. It is actually necessary to sustain life. We we have to fill up our own gas tank. Mm 
before we give to others. I love what you just said. Self-care is not selfish. That is, that that encapsulates it. That's perfect. So so you're saying, you know, step one, even before you get to the point of I'm going to meditate or whatever it is, just a little bit of self-compassion. How do we do that? Because, you know, you also just described me when you talk about, I tried to meditate, you know, it's my mind's racing and then it's, it's just, you know, something that you don't do well. Yeah, we don't do well, and we're type A personalities, like mm-hmm. so many of your listeners. And it's like, oh, I failed at meditation. Something else. Exactly. I'm so, no, how do we? What's that first step we're missing? How do we really do that? Is find the twenty minutes in your day. And for mm-hmm. most of my clients, it's one of two things: it's waking up twenty minutes before your significant other or children, mm-hmm. or it's that twenty minutes before bedtime. Commit to twenty minutes. Turn off the digital devices, and I call it creating your menu of joy. Write down the things that calm you down, music, the hot bath, scented oils. It's different for everybody. And commit Mm -hmm. to just 20 minutes of being still and calming yourself. And listen, I'm a firm believer in chocolate is medicine. If eating dark (sighs) chocolate is going to calm you down, by all means, do what you need to do in moderation. What the difference is, is we're doing mindful activities rather than mind-numbing activities. Mm-hmm. So we're not um, losing time on social media or watching TV or texting somebody. Instead, we're just calming our own brains and our body down. Mm-hmm. That's step one. Love it. I love it. And you, you just really expanded my, my thought of mindfulness because, you, yes, you think you have to meditate. But you're saying it's not just that. So you mentioned no, hot shower, yeah. hot bath, eating chocolate. Give us three more examples. Oh, one of my favorite is walking out in nature with, and, and it's not that I have oh, to go yes. leave my home. It's just taking my dog, walking outside without my phone and being Love present it. and looking at the grass and the leaves and my dog. Hugging your pet is another mm-hmm. great example, you know? So, you know, even mm-hmm. curling up on the couch in that favorite soft blanket mm-hmm. and just be still. It, you don't need anything fancy. And so that is it. Number one, calm down. So once we calm our senses down, then the next step is to connect to that happy place. And what does brain and psychology study after psychology study show? The key to happiness isn't all these external things you and I, Daria, were talking about chasing. No, it's gratitude. So An mm-hmm. attitude of gratitude is what fosters happiness. Mm-hmm. So could we practice yes. this together, Daria, so our listeners can do this? So, Daria, I would love me, to. Is, yes, let's do yes. it. Let's do it. Daria, tell me something that you're feeling thankful for in this moment. Um, always my daughter, my, two, my little toddler. Wonderful. Okay, your daughter. How old is she? Two years old. Oh, how adorable. Wonderful. She's so see, I get that a lot. I'm thankful for my spouse or I'm thankful for mm-hmm. my children. That's very positive. But when what the yogic traditions teach us and bhavanar, setting a gratitude and intention out to the universe is be positive, concrete, and specific. So okay. here's another example is, you know, and, and, and if you could tell me, tell me something more specific you remember with your two-year-old daughter. So, yeah, so this happened last night. She just when she takes and puts her little head on your shoulder and any, any parent or anyone who's held a little baby knows they kind of nuzzle in, there's uh-huh. just no better moment. There you go. That's it. See, that is beautiful. So I remember the moment last night when my two-year-old daughter nuzzled her head in there. That is expressing gratitude. Here's another example for mine. My chief operating officer, Brittany, I am so thankful for her organizational skills. Today, Mm -hmm. she is getting me from clinic 
to a luncheon where I was speaking, to your radio show, and then Mm -hmm. to the airport. And, you know, it takes no small feat to be that organized and have everything on my schedule so that I don't have any stress. And so I'm Mm -hmm. very thankful for her organizational skills um, that she is helping me with. And so you see we're being positive, concrete, and specific. And that's how it feels. Like, here's something that doesn't work. All my counseling clients that come to my clinic are like, oh, God, Dr. Romy is going to start off with gratitude. Okay, Dr. (laughs) Romy, I'm thankful I didn't get caught in traffic coming to your clinic. No, 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 no. What did you just do? You just wired your brain for the words, Dr. Romy, clinic, traffic. Oh, Uh no. Yes, that's not a happy place to be, especially, you know. So, Mm -hmm. um, really, And you're coming from a place of thinking of traffic, too. Correct, right? And I don't know of anybody. It's kind of like vomiting. Nobody enjoys traffic. Nobody enjoys (laughs) vomiting, Daria. Yes. So this is it. That's the first time I've ever heard anybody use those two things in the same sentence. But yes, traffic (laughs) and vomiting are both things that I dislike. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, right? So don't bring that into the gratitude practice. So we're talking about that 20 minutes. Right when you wake up or before you go to bed, do the calming self-compassion exercises. Next, bring in your gratitude practice. Even give me one thing, if not three things. Now, when I'm teaching this to corporate clients, I actually challenge supervisors, managers, um, you know, executive leadership teams to create a specific gratitude practice in their company. You know, Mm -hmm. some of the easy ones that I've loved is um, they will, everybody who's coming to a meeting will have to write down something they're thankful for on a note card and it gets put in a fishbowl and throughout the meeting, whenever they're transitioning, they'll read another gratitude. And all of a sudden people are like, oh, you know, not only did someone say they were thankful for me, but I got to express things. And now these meetings feel less toxic and, and you're almost yes. like, I can't wait for someone to hear why I'm thankful for them. You know, well, just a true. very simple example, right? It's yeah. doubly beneficial because I mean, when you just mm-hmm. said, you know, it, it's beneficial for you to feel that, but then for your COO to hear that too. Exactly. And don't hear those positive phrases enough. We, we don't. And, you know, gosh, do you remember, I remember in hospitals this day, Dar- Daria, when I was working full time inside of a hospital, the only day somebody would say thank you, our management was on doctor's day. And we would get a pre-printed, like, coffee mug or calendar with the hospital logo mm-hmm. and get the same typed card every other doctor did. And then, but my name, my last name, Mushtaq, was always spelled wrong. So of course, if I wasn't same Dr. thing Mushtaq, with my first name. It was Dr. Name, Mustang. Yeah, yeah and you're, you're a first name, right? So, yeah. you know, the thing is, don't wait for a special day like Boss's Day, Administrative Assistant Day, Nurse's mm-hmm. Day to say thank you. Say no. thank you in that moment when someone did something and showed up for work or Mm -hmm. excelled, you know, and this is the number one factor when the John Templeton Foundation did a study in the workplace and what employees perceived would make the business and their bosses succeed and what would make them happy there. It wasn't money or more resources. It was having a thankful boss and a boss who regularly expressed gratitude to the team. That was the one thing people Mm -hmm. wanted over a bonus, believe it or not. Wow. And it, it gratitude, it, it like we it's doubly powerful. Yeah, for correct. the recipient and the the giver or the acknowledger and the giver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so here's how it works in brain science. You're like, Romy, does it really rewire your brain? Yes, you know Tell the us. pain and the pleasure center in the brain are in the same place. You can only stimulate the pain center or the pleasure center. And, you know, so think of the pleasure center. What gives you pleasure, Daria? We already know your daughter. You know, for me, it's dark chocolate. Tell me something else that gives you pleasure. Oh, goodness. Uh, Going for a a walk with a girlfriend. Okay, going for a walk with a girlfriend. And and see the voice in this? 
Now, the interesting thing, when we express gratitude, not when I hear gratitude, when I express gratitude, I am stimulating the same brain pathway is that light up in my brain for dark chocolate or for you going on a walk with a girlfriend or your two-year-old daughter. Mm -hmm. And when you're expressing that gratitude, you're shutting down the pain receptor Hmm. pathway. Wow. So you're actually physically rewiring your brain in the pleasure center. And who Mm -hmm. doesn't want more pleasure or happiness in their life? I will take it. I will take, I will rewire my brain all day long for more uh, happiness and gratitude and pleasure. I love it. So whoever's on with us, you're Dr. Daria, I'm Dr. Romy on Twitter, tweet us something you're thankful for yes. in this minute. We want to know. It'd be positive, that would be fantastic. Specific. Yes. I, I love it. And, you know, I love how you're talking about bringing this into the workplace. I know that's one of the things, you know, that's one of the key things you, you educate people on how to do. I know, uh, Dr. Romy, one of the things you also talk about is the powerful secret to your breath. And this is something I wanted to talk about. And we have two minutes left. Is that something that we can all use in the workplace? Because I know we all, we get stressed out. And I confess, I don't always handle that well at work. What's that? Is that a tool that we can use? Breath, consciously breathing, inhaling, holding the breath and exhaling anchors us to this present moment. Mm -hmm. When we are consciously breathing for just three minutes, we start to shut off the stress response in our brain, that place mm-hmm. that was screaming, fire, we're in emergency. And it actually mm-hmm. elicits something known as the relaxation response. Mm-hmm. It relaxes the brain, it relaxes our bodies, and it shuts off all those stress. So now all of a sudden when we're at work and we're like, I can't focus, I'm really feeling emotional, we start to calm down and the focus comes back. And that that is mindfulness, breathing in this current moment. And that is exactly what I teach the corporate clients is how to take a three minute breath break. It's based in the yogic pranayamic mm-hmm. exercises. And anybody that's listening, just inhale through the nose to the count of three. Well, let's have you lead it. Can breath. you lead us to, can you lead us Absolutely. through two breaths? We only have about 45 At- seconds, but perfect. To. Take, take your shoulders and inhale up to the ears, rolling up the shoulders. Exhale, rotate the shoulders back down towards the hip, opening up the heart space. Now close the eyes and inhale to the count of three, two, one. Hold the breath, open the mouth, exhale, two, three, four. Inhale, one, two, three. Hold the breath, exhale, four, three, two, one. Do this Thank you. for three minutes at, at that point in the day mm-hmm. when work seems like it's so overwhelming, you don't know okay. which way to turn next, and you take control of your mind and your body, and you move Wonderful. forward in a place of feeling blessed instead of stressed. I love it. Blessed instead of stressed. Dr. Romy, thank you so much again, all of our listeners. This was Dr. Romy Mushtak. You can learn more about her at her website, drromi, R-O-M-I-E.com, or follow her on Twitter at Dr. Romy. Like she mentioned, send us your best stress-busting techniques. I'm at Dr. Daria. We'd love to hear it. Thanks for listening to Share Care Radio on Radio MD. 